It is good to be with you this morning, and um, I'll just get myself sorted. It's been a great morning so far. I love when um, the Lord does stuff that we don't know about. And we come to church, you know, people who do stuff like praise and worship, communion, preaching, uh, no one collaborates, but it's so good when you see things tying in together before um, we've done everything, you know, we see things happening in praise and worship and then we see things happening in communion that are going to tie in and God is just so good. All righty. So I've got, I've got a few jokes for you. I've got four. They questiony jokes. And um, I'm confident that with everyone in the room, you guys, someone will get them. Okay? There's a bit of a clue as to something we're going to be talking about as well in these jokes. So, what kind of a tree can you fit in your hand? Palm tree. Excellent. How do trees get on the internet? They log on. Yes. Okay. Very good. <laughs> what did the tree do when the bank closed? started a new branch. <laughs> and what did the little tree say to the big tree? I'm that's, that's a good one, though. I'm rooting for you. That's a new one. Excellent. <laughs> he said, leave me alone. You know, church, we need to read a lot about trees in the Bible. Um, in, in all different ways and stages, we've got, you know, trees in the garden, we've got a tree in the story of the fall, we've got the cedars of Lebanon, we've got the fig trees, um, the cursed tree, we've got Zacchaeus climbing a tree, we've got Jesus hanging on a tree, we've got the ark built out of trees. There are so many different ways that we see trees in the Bible. And today the title of my message is To See Beyond. You know, as the world is today, I speak to so many people, Christian and non-Christian, whose hearts are just heavy. You know, we've had COVID now for years, taking strain. We've got the Ukraine war. We've got the flooding that, have, that has just come through. We've got people who have lost their jobs, businesses that have closed. We've got people who are just struggling. And today, I just want to encourage you because even though we are in this world, we are not of this world. And hopefully... This message that the Lord put on my heart today will encourage you in these times. Um, I love the picture behind me. I love sunflowers. Sunflowers are resilient. I love them. And um, something you may or may not know is the sunflower is actually the national flower of the Ukraine. How cool is that? And if you look at a sunflower field on a sunny day, you have a beautiful blue sky and you have the yellow sunflowers, which is their flag. How cool is that? I just love that. I went and spoke um, out at the seniors at Redcliffe this week, and they handed me one of their newsletters. They're like, Here, here's our newsletter for you. And the top picture was sunflowers. And I said to them, because I was there to tell them about missions and talk a bit more about missions, I said to them, do you know that the sunflower is the Ukraine's national flower? And they were like, no. And, and it's just amazing. It's just amazing. I love it. That was just a side note, by the way. I just thought it was a cool thing that 
you know. Uh, I'd already chosen the picture and it's just, it just keeps coming up and it's just beautiful. But Romans 12.2 tells us not to conform to the patterns of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And uh, we'll be able to test and approve, we'll be able to know what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. Church, let's pray. Lord, I just thank you so much for what you have to share today. And I just pray that you will prepare each of our hearts. And Holy Spirit, you will do whatever it is that you want to do today. And um, I'm just a vessel. I'm just sharing what you put on my heart. But Lord, it's, it's you. It's your words. It's what you want to have happen. So we just pray that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Amen. You know, John 16, 33 tells us that we will have trouble in this world. 1 John 4, 4 tells us that the one who is in us is greater than the one who is in the world. You know, things aren't always as they seem. There was a little girl and she had two apples. And her mum said to her, can I have one of the apples, please? And so the little girl took this apple and she took a bite. And then she took this apple and she took a bite. And the mum is like trying to smile and not show her disappointment, you know. And then the little girl reaches out her hand and says, yeah, mummy, this one is sweeter. I know, right? Like, I was like, oh. I was like, if I didn't get an R for that, oh. <laughs> but things aren't always as they seem, you know. So often we, we, we just kind of go, oh, my goodness, um, th- this looks like this, and how am I going to cope, and what, what am I going to do, and, you know. But, but sometimes we just need to stop, and we just need to see beyond. We need to, we need to ask God to help us to see beyond. You know, I remember uh, one years ago when, when I was doing kids' church, and, you know, sometimes you always have a kid that comes in and the leaders are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah there's, there's always one, you know, it's like, oh. And I remember that, that, that this particular week, this kid walked in and I saw the leaders, like, oh, like they're here. And I, I went over to them and I said, no, 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 we don't do that. We see beyond because let me tell you, this kid had leadership on his life. And if you couldn't see beyond, all you're seeing is the, oh, you know. And so I, said, I actually said to them, I said, that kid's going to make a great junior leader one day because they've got leadership on their lives. And they did. They grew up. They matured because we loved them and nurtured them. Instead of reacting to what we see, we saw beyond and loved them and nurtured them. And, and how different could it have been, though, you know? So love first. It doesn't, it doesn't cost us anything to show love and kindness. And um, it makes a massive difference in people's lives. Now, it doesn't mean we can accept people uh, being nasty towards us or abusing us or, you know, having bad behaviour. But um, our attitude does make a difference. We can still have healthy boundaries and, and see beyond and nurture that Now, if I show you a picture of a tree stump, you probably think of words like dead, cut off, lifeless, boring, weak, lacking, deficient. Those are the kinds of words that that might come to you if you think about a a tree stump. And it's 
It's actually um, something I enjoy spotting when I drive, drive long distances, when I'm a passenger more so, because obviously if you're driving, you, you know. <laughs> um, I enjoy spotting tree stumps. Now, not just any tree stumps, because that could be a little bit weird, but I enjoy spotting tree stumps that have sprouted again. And I remember the first time I saw one, and it was probably like if the stage is the stump, it was probably about this high above the stump, straight up in the middle. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, how beautiful is that? Something that we see as dead and has no use has sprouted again. Life has come out of it. I just get excited. So now whenever I see one of them, I get excited because it just reminds me of the goodness of God and how he can bring that life out of something that we see as lifeless. You know, there are many, many reasons that we can be cut down in life. We can see ourselves as a stump. You know, we may think we'll never grow or flourish again or maybe an area of our lives that will never grow or flourish again. You know, we've all got stories to tell. And in this room, there's so much experience. There's so many experiences. There's so many challenges. There's so much grief and loss and pain and suffering. Wrong choices we've made. Uh, challenges that have come our way. All the what-ifs that, that keep us thinking. All the dreams that never eventuated, that were destroyed or broken. The loss of vision and purpose that we get challenged with. But church, I've got good news for you today because our God is a God of hope and he's a God of future and blessing and abundance and healing, freedom, joy, love, worth, value, purpose. He is the God of the beyond. Beyond our circumstance, beyond what we see in the natural now, he is always working behind the scenes even when we can't see it which is often the case. He wants what is best for us, and sometimes we miss that. Sometimes we think, this is my hand. I've been dealt. Sometimes we say, well, this is just what God's given me in life, that God wants more. He wants better. He wants us to live a life that's blessed and exciting, and he wants us to live for him. Jeremiah 7, 17, verse 7 to 8 says, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. I love that. You know... Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. It doesn't say, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord if, or when, or despite. It's blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. We just trust him with our lives. And as those th things come, we trust him with those things. Whose confidence is in him. No matter what, he is in control. Let's have confidence in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water, comparing us to a tree, a tree that, that is planted by the water, that sends out its roots by the stream, the roots, the unseen, the unseen going to the source to draw up the living water. 
It does not fear when heat comes, and it doesn't say that heat won't come. In fact, I think we all know we have trouble in this world. The heat will come, but we don't have to fear when the heat comes because we have confidence and trust in the one who created us. Its leaves are always green because it's full of the life-giving living water. And it has no worries in a year of drought. And once again, not if drought comes, no worries in a year of drought. When drought comes to us in our lives, we don't have to worry. Our roots are accessing his living water. It never, I love this, never fails to bear fruit. No matter what is going on in our lives, we can still bear fruit. You know, the root system is underground. It's unseen, but it is still connected and able to draw water, bringing growth, bringing sprouting, bringing new life. And even if we are a stump, we will still have that root system to draw from the living water to bring us life. You see, when a tree stands tall and strong and majestic and magnificent, it's got strong roots. It's well established. It's not easily shaken. The winds come. The rains fall. The storms hit. Does it get damaged sometimes? Does it get hurt and scarred? Yes. But it stands. The roots reach deep down to draw up the living water that will revive, nourish, heal, nurture and sustain the whole tree. There was a guy named Job in the Bible and he wasn't in a very good place. And if you read his story or know his story, you'll be like, yeah, well, rightly so. He went through incredible loss and suffering in his life. And he was, he was in a place where he couldn't see beyond. He was just sitting in, in, in his stumpiness, if you will, and, and he couldn't see beyond. He was focusing on the stump. But this is what he said in Job 14, 7 to 9. He said, at least there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, it will sprout again, and its new shoots will not fail. Its roots may grow old in the ground, and its stump die in the soil. Yet at the scent of water, it will bud and put forth shoots like a plant. You see, Job felt helpless. But just as he was speaking about the tree his life was actually going to sprout again. He just couldn't see beyond. While we are on this earth, we can revive as we look to our creator. We can sprout. We can have new growth. So let's seek our creator through prayer, through his word, through people. Prophecy, a word of encouragement. The Holy Spirit, you know, giving us the old Najaruski. I think we've all been there, yeah, many times. Mm-hmm. We need it. We need that guidance. We need that help. Listen to this story. A safari hunter was startled by the, the loud screeching of a bird. When he caught sight of the bird, it was darting back and forth around its nest. He was perplexed by all the racket until he noticed a, a huge snake moving up the tree. The hunter could have easily aided the bird with one shot from his gun, but he was captivated by the drama before him. As the snake slithered up the tree, the bird became silent and flew from the nest. Now it seemed as though the snake would dine without resistance. But before the reptile could reach the nest, 
The mother bird returned with a leaf in her beak. She carefully placed the leaf over her babies and then flew to another tree. The snake raised its head as though to strike, but hesitated. It froze as if it had met a foe. Slowly, it recoiled from the nest and wound its way down the tree. The puzzled hunter related the event to native Africans when he returned to his camp. They laughed with enthusiasm as they explained this unlikely victory of the bird. The leaf that the mother had used to cover her nest was poisonous to the snake. And what looked like nothing more than a leaf was in fact a life-saving shield. How cool is that? Sometimes our faith might feel like a flimsy leaf. But Ephesians 6.16 says, In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, which you will be able, with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. You know, he keeps shooting. He doesn't stop shooting. But we have a shield that will protect us. You know, if you've watched any... Um, Bible times or Roman movies or, or series or anything like that, you would have seen the Roman soldiers, they actually have this battle formation. It's called testudo. And in English, it's the tortoise formation. And all the, all the Roman soldiers, they get their shields and they lock them together so that they are surrounded by shields. And so when those arrows get fired at them, none of them get hurt because they are all, they're, they're working together to protect each other which is pretty cool. And so what happens is they're all under this protective shield and then they're not getting hurt, but they can, they can move forward slowly together under that, that tortoise shell, if you, if you want. But you know, the enemy doesn't want us to succeed. He doesn't want us to extinguish the flaming arrows. And you know, the arrows, they're, they're a double whammy because they're an arrow that can hurt us but they're fiery as well that can hurt us. It's not just one. It's, it's a double whammy. And just like that bird, our God will protect us. He can give us strategies as we are protected by that shield so that we can move forward protected. So let's not accept being stumpy. Let's show evidence of new growth. You know, it can be easy to say to God, but I'm just a stump, you know. But what does God see? God sees you're a stump with roots that at the scent of water, you can draw up that living water. You can sprout. You can grow. There will be new life. If you feel like a stump today in, in your life or in an area of your life, you are not defeated. It is not over. We serve a God of victory. And there is a beyond. You know, I love how a rainbow appears after the storm or the rains. It's just beautiful. A reminder that God keeps his promises and we are not alone. It doesn't mean the storm didn't happen. It doesn't mean the storm still doesn't threaten. It's a reminder, a promise that God is with us through it all, never alone. This photo shows a tree surrounded by the reminder of God's promise. Do you need a reminder of God's promise in your life today? Do you have promises that you've given up on? Be encouraged to draw from the living water. Allow that new growth. Long for him. 
Proverbs 13 verse 12 says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. You know, the impact of one tree, you know, how we choose to build and sow and grow today impacts lives not only now but in the future, much of which we'll never actually see in our lifetime. So choose to build and sow and grow. We have a photo of a tree with a whole lot of people sitting under it, and to me it reflects what our lives should look like. Standing confident in God, and at the same time, what our legacy should look like that we leave behind to impact the generations to come, to leave something for them to sit under and protect, something that we've passed on. You see, beyond is more than just for you and me. Beyond is the impact we might never, ever see. What goes on inside our minds is incredibly powerful. If, if the enemy wins inside our minds, he has disarmed us from living an impactful life. There's a saying that I recently saw. It says, your mind is a garden, your thoughts are the seeds. You can grow flowers or you can grow weeds. How powerful is that? We need to consider what's going on in our minds. Is the enemy keeping our minds filled with weeds so that we think, you know, we can't see beyond, we can't even hope for a beyond? Does he keep reminding us, you're just a stump? You're not good enough. You know you won't succeed. You aren't good enough to succeed. You've got a label. There are so many ways that he just brings us down in our mind. Church, seek out people who grow flowers from seeds. Get in relationship with them. Let them pray with you. Let them encourage you and let them nurture you so that you can, in your journey, get to a place of growing flowers from seeds. You know, there's a story about this little boy I don't think it's a true story, but it's a motivational story. So there's this little boy lost his left arm in a car accident. And he just, he wanted to so badly uh, be, you know, play, be good at judo. And so his mum took him to this teacher and, and this teacher taught him just one move. And so he, he, he worked hard and he was dedicated and he was disciplined and he just worked on this one move. And then he would say to the teacher, are you going to teach me something else now? And the teacher would say, no, you just need to practice that one move. You need to practice that one move. And he'd go to him and go, okay, like I've done this move, I've got it now. Can I learn something else? And the teacher would go, no, you just have to practice that one move. And he couldn't understand like why he wasn't teaching him anything else. And then the teacher came to him and said, I want you to enter this competition. And he's going, oh, are you sure? Like, like uh, I'm missing an arm. Are you sure you want me to go and fight in this competition? And the teacher was like, yep, you can do it. So they sign him up for this competition. And he goes and he fights. And he gets through all these different rounds. And he's like, whoa, this is amazing. And so he's in, he's in the final and he's obviously, you know, he, he, he's really not done judo that long. And he's only got this one move. 
and this other guy's like a superstar. But he wins and he becomes the champion. And he goes to his teacher afterwards and he says, how did you know? How did you know that I could do this? And the teacher said, I taught you the most difficult move in judo. And the only way to combat it is if your opponent grabs you by the left arm. (laughs) Cool story, right? (laughs) You see, even though the boy didn't know, he didn't know it was the most difficult move. He didn't know how it would be combated. He trusted his teacher. He, He trusted the training. And he trusted the teacher's knowledge and he overcame. Isaiah 55, verse 8 to 10 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my way, your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You know, the best weapon of warfare, irrespective of our issues or our challenges or our situations, is Jesus. There is no other, ba- other name above his name. And we may walk into a fight, a fight, a situation, something life has thrown at us, feeling like the underdog. But because of who we have living inside of us, we are not. We are overcomers. We can find victory and we have the ultimate move to anything that the enemy can throw at us. What God has for us is beyond anything we can even imagine. Ephesians 3, verse 16 to 21 says, I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high And deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge. That you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. According to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. That's beautiful. No matter whether you feel like a stump, a sprouting stump, or a tree, let's ensure that our roots go deep. Draw the living water. Grow more in your relationship with our Creator, who wants the best for us. The one who loves us more than any person can. He has a plan and purpose for us, and He wants to nurture us where we are now. Let's not allow the enemy to steal that from us. Let's look for the beyond. Let's believe for the beyond. Pray into the beyond. Declare the beyond. And live a life that is beyond ourselves. Let's look to God for the victory. Even if you are the only tree in a field of sunflowers... Be that tree. See beyond the sunflowers. Stand tall. Stand proud. Stand confident in the one who planted you there and sustained you with living water. 
overcoming challenges, your challenges, will help someone else with their journey. Your impact is bigger than you think. When we have living water flowing through us and we do things in love, there is an impact. God's love is powerful and it changes lives. It brings life, sprouting and growth. Let's be intentional with the words that we speak, allowing Holy Spirit to give us the nudge and guide us to impact others. You know, a few years ago we had a guest speaker come and one of our um, night services down at Warner, this guest speaker said, I've got a word for someone here. And you've been questioning God about your workplace. And this person uh, worked in a place that were the only Christian. And it was a very dark and difficult workplace and work environment to be in. And so they were questioning God, 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 why have you got me here? It's such a struggle. I don't understand. I want, I'd rather work somewhere else. And the word of encouragement was, God knows it's a dark workplace. He needs his light to shine in the darkness. And you are the one who is taking the light into the darkness to shine the light in the darkness. How cool is that? And we see that there's the struggle between all she could see in the natural and then there was the beyond. And how different do you think getting out of bed in the morning would have been before the beyond, before she understood that God had chosen her to take light into that dark place. How much easier would it have been? Still a difficult workplace, still a dark workplace, but how much easier to get up and go, well, God's using me today. And even though it's going to be hard and it's going to be what it is, I'm being used by God and I'm just going to shine my light. It's like that shield of faith and those arrows come and they just drop to the ground. Whereas previously, maybe a few were getting through. She was able to see beyond the weeds and grow the flowers. Isaiah 58, 11 says, The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. That's lovely. I love that. You will be like a well-watered garden. That just, that's just like life and color and beauty right there. You see, God is our gardener. God is our gardener. He turns graves into gardens, as we sang before. Such a beautiful line. He's the only one who can turn graves into gardens. Just in closing... Can I encourage you? You are not alone. Keep your roots drawing living water and walk in the growth. You will be guided, you will be satisfied, you will be strengthened and you will be watered because you are established in his love and his power is at work within you. Yes, there's a lot of darkness in this world but shine your light in the darkness impact the world around you. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much that you have placed a light inside us. You have placed this light inside us so that we can take it out into the darkness of this world. 
We thank you that your light cannot be hidden. We thank you that you are working within us, helping us and guiding us in every situation. Help us to hear your voice, Lord. Give us the boldness to step out and obey. Help us to have the impact that you have planned for us. We are honoured, Lord, to be used by you. And we thank you that we are used by you. In your precious name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen.